Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. What sectors would you say are best to be kind of deploying my cash into? I do a small amount of dollar cost averaging each month, and I have established stocks and in the different sectors. Look forward to hearing it on the podcast. And provides unbiased answers. That includes oil and gold and corn and all those commodities. And I still think they have a ways to run. I don't think we're done. Invest Talk. Over 38 million downloads and counting across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Invest Talk, and it is Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm certainly happy to be here to do the podcast. We do it every day, just and I, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time, live. So that's where I am now, live right now. I'm always careful about giving you straight and unbiased answers about anything financial. Uh, I want you to call so we can talk about anything financial. Stay on that line and we'll have no problems. I'm not trying to push anything on you. As you, If you've listened to the show any length of time, you know it's not true. For We don't do that. Justin and I don't do that. Uh, we are just here to answer your questions and be direct and as honest as we can. By now, it should be obvious that at some point in your life, you're going to have to take care of your own financial future. Your financial planning is up to you. And it's got to be long-term. You can't, you know, <laughs> we're living longer. you got to have more money to live. And it's just, you just got to make sure you have it. You got, don't rely on the government. Rely on yourself. And, of course, the Russian-Ukraine war still affected. Do you know it's against the law to write or say war on anything, uh, any newspapers or on TV or anything in Russia? You can't use the word war in Russia. It's illegal. Up to 15 years in jail. Apparently, there's a brand-new law that Putin passed. Of course, he can pass whatever he wants, right? And he does. But, but you can't use the word war. They don't want that word to be out there. And did you know that they're blaming Nazis? Apparently, apparently Putin is trying to sell his citizens that uh, he's fighting Nazis in Ukraine. Somehow this is some kind of Nazi thing from World War II. And what's really disappointing, apparently a lot of people are believing him. <laughs> Interesting, though. <laughs> that is so far from the truth. They don't have that. Also, apparently in Russia, I was reading articles today. Apparently, they don't see any of the results of the bombing that the Russians have done. Nothing. They've killed the four uh, citizens, four private citizens, according to Russian TV. And then that was all Ukraine's fault. <laughs> I just love it. Anyways, we're going to, yeah, I'm bringing it up because it affects our market. Affects it, it's been affecting it, affecting it every day. And I think when it's over, whatever in shape that takes, whatever over means, the market's going to have a pretty big rally. It'll be a pretty big bounce. So just be ready. Volatility is still here. And it's still going to be here. I, mean, I can't see 
we were just getting used to some of the volatility and uh, 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 based on what the uh, Fed is going to do, and the Fed's going to raise rates this year, th- this month, and this year, of course. But this month, I think they're going to raise rates, I'm pretty sure. And that was causing enough volatility. Then, of course, this war in the Ukraine and Russia thing came. So that just adds to it. So anyway, I'm sure you want accurate information, accurate analysis, and you want to have some help with some of your strategies. Well, that's what we're here for. You can call, ask any question you want, as long as it's unfinancial, and we'll answer it. So give us a call. We have to. You have to manage your financial future. You have to. The more knowledge you have, the better. And of course, our mission statement: independent thinking, shared success. That means our marketing, reporting, our stock analysis, all that stuff will be unbiased. You have no point of view to sell. So I encourage you to contact me with your financial investment questions. You get to direct the show wherever you want it to go. Uh, we're live 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. The number is, and always is, 888-99-CHART. You can ask your questions after the show if you want or before. Let's go to uh, Jeffrey in El Paso. Jeffrey. Hi, Steve. Hi. Hi, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Hi, I was wondering if I could get your thoughts on a legal and general group, ticker LGGNY. It's a uh, ADR pink sheet of a British uh, insurance company. Uh, good dividend getting beat up because of their uh, Russian bond exposure. Yeah. I don't have any information on because it's not traded on our exchanges. It's on pink sheets. It's It doesn't have – and why, the Y at the end of the symbol means it is foreign. So I, none of my data brings it up. So I can't really answer any questions on it. So I apologize for that. But can't help you. Sorry. Thanks for the call, though. I do appreciate it. Uh, let's take a voicemail question. Have one? Hey, Steve and Justin. I just have a quick question because I was looking to get into semiconductors, and I'm not sure if I should either get into AMD or NVIDIA for the long term. Just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on both of those stocks, and thank you. Well, let me look at AMD. Of course, that's Advanced Micro Devices, AMD. Um, designs microprocessors embedded in media graphics processors and chipsets for the computers and consumer devices. They make money. They've been growing their money very strong. Their earnings are going to be up 43% for 2022. It's going to be up 43% from $2.79 a share to $3.99 a share. And next year, another 20% to $4.78 a share. Sales growth is pretty spectacular, 50%. Most recent quarter, 54 before that, 99% before that, all growth, 93%. There's all growth in sales, all sales growth. So between 50 and 100% sales growth in the last four quarters. And even last year is around 50% per quarter. So that's why the stock has done so well. And, and recently it has been coming down, which means maybe it's producing a buying opportunity for you. It looks like it has lots of support right around $99 to $100, and it's at $105 right now. And is that a good value? With that kind of sales growth, yeah, that's pretty good value. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, huge return on equity, 52%. It's very healthy. Not much debt. So it's a very strong, very healthy company. Mutual funds are buying. 
They own only 31% of it so far, so there's room for that to increase as well. They don't pay a dividend, but it's a $126 billion company, big, big, big. And, uh, yeah, I think once you get a sideways movement after this downstroke, because it was $164, now it's 105 it looks like right around 100 So this is looks like it's trying to find support right in this area. Might be a good time to pick it up. I like it. Okay, that's AMD, everybody. My focus point today is based on the story behind the question, could the Zelle payments platform be ignoring fraudulent activity? In 2021, payments sent using Zelle surpassed checks written by Bank of America customers, and some allege that banks have found a way to deny a repayment of funds lost through fraud. We'll talk about that. My trivia question today concerns the financial mistakes that could deplete your wealth. Don't make them. That's coming up at the halfway mark. So don't make those mistakes. Other things we'll get to if we can. I want to talk about the March 8th iPhone, Apple event. They'll be talking about what's going to kind of come out with. I want to give you a little heads up. Experts are wrong a lot. Experts are often wrong. So what am I referring to this time? We're going to talk about Kathy Woods. I'm sure many of you have heard of her. She was She got her claim to fame and then mm, that's okay. And the stock market likely has one more to fall, but the rebound is likely to be big, big, big. Talk about that. And the Keystone Pipeline. You know, Alberta Premier said that, you know, they could have that thing up and running and uh, within a year completed if they got permission from the Biden administration. And that would produce 900,000 barrels of oil flowing through the United States a day. I don't, that's what he says. Talk about that. Anything else you guys want to talk about? I'm really willing, wanting, and here waiting to talk about it. So, how'd the market do today? Dow is down 187, the NASDAQ down 35, and the S&P down 30. So, it was up for part of the day. But this wasn't bad. wasn't a bad move. Of course, it was moved. Of course, it was down big yesterday, but not too bad today. There are sectors that are up. Did you see oil today? That was up pretty strong. You know, oil stocks. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, barrel oil. You know, huge jump. My wife said she was paid five dollars and sixty three cents a gallon today for gas. Five dollars and sixty three cents here in Southern California. Justin and I are grateful for your uh, podcast support. We do appreciate it. And our free downloads will continue. I want to make you aware of two other ways you can uh, get material from us. Unbiased material and guidance. Vestalk has a YouTube channel and an Instagram following. We are building out our content on both platforms. So go to YouTube or Instagram and search Investalk. That's with two T's, no space. Two T's. And please tell your friends. Uh, the Investor phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. Have you heard about Riskalyze? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. 
They can use the Riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART. We're going to talk to Jay in Montana. Hi, Jay. Hi there, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for calling. Good. Um, I have a question about choosing a money manager uh, or a money management company. I'm quite a new investor, but I have been approached by one. I would really like to be with KPP, but I don't believe that my um, portfolio is large enough. Mm -hmm. So my question is, with having such a small portfolio, they've told me that they would basically just be buying ETFs until I had 500000 So my question is, is that worth it to pay them the fee to do that, or should I just try and do that myself? And uh, to be fair, by the time I get a large enough portfolio, I would probably reach out to KPP because I would prefer that. Okay. The answer is, yeah, you don't really need, if you're going to use ETFs or index funds, you don't need anybody. You don't need to pay anybody, including us, for that. You don't really need to pay somebody for ETFs. If you're just looking for a good group of ETFs, they're pretty easy. You send me an email, I'll send you a few ETFs I like. Uh, and, yeah. you know, you can you can even just buy the ETF for the S&P 500, which is the SPY is the ETF for the S&P 500. The Dow is D-O-W, and the NASDAQ is QQQ. So you could just buy those three, and you get a pretty good diverse. Yeah. I like a, I like an ETF that also uh, specializes in dividend paying. I like those. So, you know, mm. there, there's different. You don't need anybody, you know, to buy ETF. You can buy ETF gold or gold miners. Right. You know, you can, and you can you, go ahead. Would you remind me, would you remind me of the minimum that you usually require for new clients? Yes. Our minimum on our website is 100, 150,000, but usually we take a, a, as low as 100,000. Okay, great. Well, I appreciate it because Thanks. I really do enjoy listening to the podcast and I think that I would, your um, approach seems to align with what works for my personality. So I think that I may put a pause on this other firm and I will come to you when I'm um, able to be one of your clients. Okay. And if you need a, just a list of ETFs, send me an email. I'll, I'll respond. Okay. Wonderful. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. We have good news for InvestTalk listeners that enjoy hearing unbiased answers to call questions at a fast pace. We have just posted another all-new February, February rapid-fire hour with 23 caller questions, all answered quickly. It's available now as a free podcast download. Please tell your friends about the InvestTalk rapid-fire podcasts. And now the InvestTalk phone lines are open. Call 888-99-CHART. In today's market, more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance because it can help you achieve financial freedom. Well, you've come to the right place, Invest Talk, and Steve Peasley is here now taking your calls live. So step up with your questions, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. My focus point today is based on a story behind the question, could the Zelle Payments platform, I, do you guys, are you familiar with Zelle Payments? Could the platform be ignoring fraudulent activity? So it's kind of an interesting story and something I, I'm, I, I was wondering about other platforms as well. 
And the story is banks are uh, seem to be ignoring widespread problem of fraud on the Zelle. Okay, uh, Zelle is a pretty popular payments app, and, and, and a, you know I'm familiar with you know with uh, uh, a couple of them, but I'm not familiar with Zelle. I haven't used them. Uh, but they're saying that customers who are victims of fraud that involves Zelle are being told there's a little that the banks can do, and in some cases saying it wasn't fraud at all, despite the backing. <laughs> in one example, for example, in New York, the New York Times, a New York Times customer, Justin, I'll just call him first name, he lost $500 to a scammer pretending to be Wells Fargo official in January, one that occurred through Zelle. However, as Wells Fargo says, the payment wasn't fraudulent since it was authorized by the user despite being tricked into the transfer. Another one. A thief stole his phone, okay, and his digital wallet was in there, and he made charges on his credit card and withdrew cash from the ATM and made a 2500 payment in Zelle transfers. Of course, the thief was transferring to himself. All the accounts were held by Bank America. Bank America refunded all but the Zelle transfer. So if you're using a, a telephone app that transfers fund money from one place to another and there's fraud, banks may not back it up. Even if you're using their backed up, you know, Zelle is backed up by all the big banks, not just Zelle by itself. So they're aware of the fraud the banks are. They're just not doing anything about it. They say it's not their problem. Hmm. If that continues, these um, automatic payment systems, Zelle being one of them, will start to lose their shine because people can lose money by fraud and you can't, you're just stuck. You're going to have to be really, really careful. So just just be aware, you know, uh, um, one comment is I only use a, uh, uh, Apple Pay with Apple Cash or if needed need, need to be PayPal to send money to others or I give them a check. Well, yeah, uh, my wife uses often Venmo. So, you know, I, very easy to use, that's why. I think it's not going away anytime soon. It's going to hang. But you're going to have to be very careful about getting stolen. Stuff. Let's swing back to Invest Talk Voice Bank. Here's a question that hey, came Steve in from Justin, Florida. Chris here from Boogers on Florida. Wanted to get your thoughts on Lemonade, ticker symbol LMND. It's been on quite the downturn for the past year or so. I was looking to see if this is a buying opportunity and looking at their financials projections forward. Just wondering if this thing can make a comeback. Thanks for all your help. Looking forward to the answer. Have a good one. Okay, LMND, Lemonade Inc., headquarters out of New York, offers homeowners and renters insurance in the United States and and contents and liability insurance in Europe. So it's an insurance company. What makes it special? Uh, I don't know. I can tell you this. They're not going to make money. They haven't made money, never made money. They came out out as initial offering like back in June 2020 at around 50, 60 bucks. Today they're at twenty dollars sixty three cents, and it probably is worth maybe a buck or two. Why? 
because they don't make money. They don't make money. Not going to make money. Have a negative cash flow of three dollars ninety one cents a share. Positive thing is management owns sixteen percent. Sales are were forty one million dollars, and it's a one point two billion dollar company. Now you stay away from this. This is not worth your time. Don't invest it. Okay. Uh, it might be a, it acquired uh, last year, late last year, a company called Metro Mile Digital Insurance Platform in the United States for $500 million in stock or, or $200 million in cash. I don't know what the deal was it's when it went through. Uh, it's just not worth the effort. It's too scary and it's too dangerous, so stay away from it. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, so on March 8th, the Apple Apple will have its yearly you know, event. And every year they come out and they tell you what, what their new stuff is going to be. This year, uh, we know that they're going to come out on their with their lowest cost phone, which is about $399. That's the one that's a little smaller. It's smaller than a regular phone. But they're going to put in this phone 5G and a faster chipset. So that's one thing they're doing. They're also coming out with a new iPad and Mac computer. That's what's going to be coming out. Proper planning is crucial when it comes to your finances, not only for the decisions that can affect your wealth today, but also for those that will influence your bottom line in the long term. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Can you name at least five of the ten mistakes that could deplete your financial wealth? After break, I'll supply the answer. For now, my phone lines are open, so give me a call, 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models 
and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question. Okay, there's a lot of educational value in our trivia questions, I think. So I'm going to give you part one today and then part two on Thursday. Okay? So let's review the five of the ten most mistakes that complete your wealth. That was the question. What are the mistakes that complete that will deplete your wealth? First, investing blindly. This is one of the biggest mistakes people make. They have no idea what they're investing in. They have no clue what it's worth, what they should be, anything about the business, what the competitors are, and they just, someone told them something. That's one of the worst things you can do is listen to somebody else give you a tip. No, you need to know. Remember, it's your money. You need to know what you're investing in. And if you don't, don't go into that company. Go buy an index instead. Buy an ETF. Number two, make an investment based on emotion. People think with their emotions, not their head. Oh, it sounds really good. Oh, I like that. I like that business. I like. I like what they're doing. Um, I like the fact that they're, you know, wh- whatever, socially. Uh, responsible. Uh, I mean, you can invest in socially responsible companies, but you don't invest using your emotion. You invest using your brain. Three, viewing your home as a piggy bank. Too many people keep borrowing money from the equity out of their home year after year, five years, 10 years. Then by the time they get to 60 years old, they owe much, just as much or more than what they paid for the house. You're never going to pay it off that way. It's not a piggy bank. Don't do that. Okay. Um, Holding unprofitable investments. At some point, you're going to make mistakes. Everybody does. I do. Everybody does. But you have to learn to turn it off. There's been a couple of businesses that I started that I had to cut. I lost lots of money on because, you know, I saw no future and say, okay, I'm just bleeding more money. I'm not doing that anymore. Boom. Get rid of it. Same way with stocks. Companies not making any money and they keep saying they have great ideas, you like their idea, but they keep not making money, get out. Forget it. Just, you know, don't buy companies that don't make money. That's my first rule. And number five, tapping your retirement accounts early. What the heck are you thinking? A lot of people do this. You're gonna If you take money out of your IRA, your 401k, 457, 403b, whatever it is, before retirement age, you're going to pay income tax on it and a 10% penalty. Why would you even think about doing it? Pretend that those accounts don't exist other than putting money in. 
That's it. There's only one way. Put money in until you retire. Okay? Part two with five other mistakes will be on Thursday's podcast, everybody. So let's go to George in Washington State. Hi, George. Hi, how's it going? Good. Uh, thank you for an amazing show. Listen, I'm considering to take some position in financials. Okay. And I'm deciding between two companies, ACGL and AFG. Okay, let's take a look at ACGL. That's Arch Capital Group Limited. It's a Bermuda-based uh, company that offers insurance, mortgage, reinsurance, um, mainly in the U.S., Europe, and Canada. Reinsurance is a very profitable business. Uh, well, that's how Warren Buffett got started, by the way, his reinsurance company. Uh, so it's a very profitable business usually. And it has occasionally they have big big catastrophe losses, a reinsurance business, but that's a whole nother thing. This company is pretty strong. It's growing money pretty – it's growing earnings very well, 20, up 26% this year, up another 14% next year. It's going to make $5.12 per share, and it's a $44 stock. So that's what, 8 P.E.? A little less than 8 P.E.? And their range is 9 to 33. So that's pretty good. Return on equity is not the greatest at 11%. Um, they don't have hardly any debt. Management owns 4% of the company. Sales in the last couple of quarters have gone down, but I will say this. Reinsurance, uh, they, it is kind of volatile. Sales go up and down, up and down. And so do profit. So, one of the reasons why this would be low, low, uh, a low cost stock uh, with you know, great value is because of that yo-yoing effect over the years of earnings uh, for the reinsurance division. So, is it a good company? Good, solid company? I would say yes. It's not not much debt, and it's growing its earnings pretty strongly. Doesn't pay a dividend though. No dividend, and it's a seventeen billion dollar company, so it's big. Okay, appreciate the call. Thank you. That was uh, ACGL, everybody. When people take time to leave an answer, um, leave a leave a, a podcast review on event, on iTunes, we like to thank them by answering their question if they have one right away, quickly. So here's highly animated. That's the name. Wants to talk about SID. SID is isn't that a Brazilian company? Yes, it is. Um, let's see. Prior to listening to Invest Talk, I mostly invested in what I know, and that is biotech and technology. Now I'm more diversified. I found a Brazilian stock in my screen, SID. Okay, so this is a steel company, Brazilian producer of galvanized, hot, cold, rolled, uh, tin, and steel products, okay? In Brazil, $7.4 billion company. Um, it pay a really high dividend of 7%. They're going to make $1.92 per share this year and $1.17 a share next year, and it's a $5 stock. Sales are growing pretty strong. So can it pay 7%? Sure, it can, because that's only what? The $0.35, cents, $0.37, cents, and they're going to make $1.92 and $1.17. So it's easily pay 7% dividend. The biggest issue I have is they have a lot of debt. Not unusual for a steel company because, you know, they got to make build their factories and stuff. So uh, that's the one thing I would take a close look at is the debt that they carry. Um, is it easily paid? The cash flow is only $0.93 cents a share, so it's not that strong. 
Turner Equity is very good at 36%. Um, so it's got some question. Even though it's low price and it's a good value, there's still some question about that debt. I, that probably is the biggest thing that's holding them back. They're going to repurchase according, you know, well, now that was years ago. That's not this year. I thought they were going to repurchase some stuff. That is uh, SID, everybody. Let's go to Rick in Whittier, California. Hi, Rick. Hi, how are you doing, Steve? I'm Good. a long-time listener. Thank you. I'm calling about uh, uh, T. Rowe Price, T-R-O-W. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has a dividend of 3.57 with a payout ratio of 33.47. Uh, the earnings are going to go down this year. This is non-GAAP. Uh, 4.7, but its revenue is going to go up 2.2. And it has a return of equity of 36.20. Correct. And because uh, Justin likes to talk about uh, EV to EBITDA, it has an enterprise value to EBITDA of 7.53. But I just wanted to see if there was anything else that I'm missing. Well, so far, all those numbers you mentioned are accurate. So that's pretty unusual. Usually people mm-hmm. call me up, they don't give me accurate numbers. But every one of those <laughs> were accurate. They're gonna, they may, in 2021, they made $12.75 a share. This year, you said it was going to go down, and it is, to 11.87, but it's going to rebound to 12.51 next year. And it's $134 stock. So was that about 11, 12 PE? So uh, that's pretty low price, and I think that dividend is very secure. And the sales are pretty decent, up 13% in the most recent quarter. So, yeah, I, 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 yeah, you're all correct. Now, I'm looking at a chart. Now it's just a question. If I, I like the stock, now where should I buy it? And it looks like it's trying to find support in the 130 to 140 area, and it's right at 134. So you might step in here. You know, we're in a bear market, or at least a very deep correcting market. <clears throat> and I don't know if we're over with that. But I think this is one you put on your watch list, and as soon as you think that the the, the correction's over, you jump in it. I think it's a good company. Okay, appreciate the call. That was uh, T. Rowe Price, uh, money manager, really provides investment advisory services, individuals, and institutional. So it's, it's pretty strong. Okay. Um, well, we're into the second trading week of March already, and this is the end of the quarter month, the month of March. So the first quarter is almost over, and it's been a pretty ugly quarter, really. But I want to take a minute or two to talk about some of the benefits that Justin Klein and I offer. You know, we've actually pretty pleased with our first quarter results so far. Um, nothing nearly is, none of our programs have lost anything near what the market and most of them are just up a fractionally, depending on when you came on board. But if you were in the whole year and we were in our investments from last year, we we're up, we're doing quite nicely. And, you know, we have, remember, we have told you and we're very upfront about what we did. We moved to commodities. We did things. So we try to give unbiased guidance to everybody, even on the radio. I mean, we are restricted in what we can say in SEC restrictions. You don't hear us recommending stocks. We answer questions about stocks, but you don't hear us bringing up our own stocks because we can't. 
but we do give you unbiased guidance on yours. We also do what we call parallel investing. We implement that, meaning I buy the same things for myself and I do for my clients. Same price, same percentages in all our programs. Yeah, Justin, I do that. Uh, so I encourage you to take advantage of, we'll do a free portfolio analysis, a review with you on your holdings. And yeah, there's no obligation. We're not going to try to talk in anything. We don't try to push. We'll just tell you if you're, what kind of risk you're taking, whether it's a good sound portfolio, and we'll tell you where the flaws are if we think there are flaws in them. Okay? And of course, if you want to become a client, we'd love to have you a client, but you don't have to. We want to help you. We really do want to help. We like helping people. I like it a lot, and I know Justin is just the same. So if you need some help and you want some advice, we'll give it to you. All you do is give us a call. Go to investtalk.com. Click on the Contact Us buttons and all over the place. That sends us an email. You know, any way you want to contact us. Okay? So look forward to talking to you. This is Investor Justin Klein. Thank you for downloading our podcast and telling your friends about us. We'll play another caller question in about 30 seconds, so hang on. Each day, Invest Talk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. And Steve and Justin, thank you for your loyalty. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Your rating is a vote of confidence that leads to higher visibility and causes more people to discover and listen to Invest Talk. So please tell your friends and family members about the free Invest Talk downloads at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and investtalk.com. Remember to include your brief question when you review and rate on iTunes. And of course, your calls are always welcome 24 7. Don't forget to call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. What's up, Steve or Justin? This is Lewis from Seattle. I'm calling about company SSNC Technologies, ticker symbol SSNC. I just bought some shares recently. I was looking to hold it long-term because it seems like a steady grower. I put money in every pay period, and when there's a dip, I'll try to buy, which it looks like there is at the moment. But listening to your show, it sounds like you're suggesting to uh, step away from tech and invest into something else. Do you feel this company is worth sticking with? I don't have a big position with them. Is there a price point to look to to jump in at some point? Or do you still consider buying tech again? I'm looking at a, for a certain PO ratio or a pullback. If you have any uh, suggestions, I look forward to your answer. Thank you. Well, I'm not as much opposed to tech as I was. In other words, uh, let me rephrase that. It's not tech. It's growth stocks that have problems. They got way overvalued, and, of course, there still is some overvaluations. But many of them have pulled back 20% or more, and that makes them a little bit more attractive. So this particular stock, SSNC, is SSNC Technologies, provides software for the financial services industry to support investment management and other functions. It's an $18 billion company. They're gonna, their sales growth is in the high single digits. Uh, their earnings is going to be up 5% this year and 7% next year. Next year, they're going to earn $5.66. It's a $72 stock, meaning the P.E. ratio will be about 13. And their range is 7 to 27. So it's not that cheap. 
return on equity is very good. Return on equity, 23%. Uh, pays a 1.1% dividend. Management owns a big chunk of this company, which is nice, 15%. Mutual funds or institutional ownership is 55%. That is 112%. I don't like that for a tech company. Kind of high for a tech company. I don't like tech companies have any debt. Their their growth, uh, you know, if they have to take on a lot of debt to get their growth, that worries me. That worries me. So I am not really keen on this stock, uh, but I'm not negative. But it's just not cheap enough. I think I'd like to pick it up into the low 60s and 72 right now. Low 60s look a lot more attractive. On the next Invest Talk, the story behind this headline, three financial moves that could benefit high earners that are not yet wealthy. Okay, that's tomorrow. For now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. For serious investors, it's all about achieving financial freedom. That's why the unbiased guidance offered by Steve and Justin is so valuable. The Invest Talk Anytime listener lines are open now, and Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call 888 99 Chart. Hello, this is Conrad Carter from Lakewood, Washington. I had a question for the podcast on uh, what sectors would you say are best to be kind of deploying my cash into? I do a small amount of dollar cost averaging each month. And I have established stocks and in the different sectors. I'm just curious of what your guys' opinions are on which sectors I should be trying to dedicate most of my cash to right now. Look forward to hearing it on the podcast. Okay, for some time now, months and the last year plus, we've been pushing commodities and telling people to buy commodities. Uh, and you know that that concludes includes oil and gold and corn and you know, all those commodities and i still think they have a ways to run i don't think we're done uh i don't know if it was goldman sachs uh, a couple of weeks ago i mentioned that soup they thought there was going to be a super cycle in commodities and i'm kind of half believing that's what we're going to be so i still think commodities and i will say this after the big fall in tech stocks there are certain tech companies i might consider but i would not load up on them yet I would not. I like the banking sector. It looks pretty interesting. Well, the interest rates are going to start rising, but I don't think it's going to affect the bank sector too badly. So, you know, there's places to be. There still is. But, again, commodities would be my first choice if you don't have a goodly amount in your portfolio. Remember, you need to have a balanced portfolio. That doesn't. That means you don't have 100% commodities in your portfolio. That means maybe 20%. You could push it to 25, but you need to be diversified. Because who knows when the change is going to come. There will be a change. I do think we're going to be in for a big run-up in stocks in the not-too-distant future. And just so you know, you're going to be wrong. Everybody's wrong. Uh, Experts are wrong a lot. Kathy Woods of ARK Investment, she's got famous because she got it right a couple of times for a couple of few years. But, you know, she forecasted last year or maybe the early, late year before, $12 a gasoline by now. $12 a barrel for oil, I'm sorry, not gasoline. $12 a barrel of oil, 12 So experts are 
often wrong. She quoted that oil demand is going to go down because of shift to electric vehicles. Well, that's all true, except oil demand is not going to go down for 10 to 15 years. Yeah, the electric vehicles are going to get more popular, but oil is not going to, demand is not going to go down because demand comes from all over the world, not just here. So you got to be careful. Just so you know, the stock market is likely to continue falling, but I think you're going to be in for a huge rebound. Buffett says, do not hold cash in a war. He's, you know, he remember, he, he, he also says, buy when there's blood on the streets, meaning the stock market has just crashed. So, and one final point before we got to call it a day, I guess. Like the Keystone Pipeline, according to Alberta's uh, premier, says it can be down. Uh, it could be done in a year, and it would pump nine hundred thousand barrels of oil a day. Now, this is from the oil sands of Canada, and right now, what they're doing is they're shipping it uh, from the west coast. I think they're shipping it to Japan. I'm not sure where it's going exactly. But they would like to ship it through the pipeline through the middle Midwest, down through Canada, through the Midwest, down the down to Oklahoma, Texas, into the Gulf to get refined, and that would be nine hundred thousand barrels a day. But of course, they the Biden administration stopped that pipeline as soon as they that was the first thing they did. So I see no. I mean, if we really want to help to reduce gasoline prices. This is one thing that would help. It wouldn't solve the problem, but it certainly would help. There are steps that we could take if we wanted to, but we, that means we had to be pro-oil instead of anti-oil, and we really should be pro-oil. Really should. I'm not against uh, electric, you know, clean energy. I'm not. I'm just saying. You can't just cut off one main source of energy for the world and think you're going to have clean energy take over. That's not how it works. It'll be a process over time. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein, and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family, if you would, about the free download podcast. Get yours anytime at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And please sure to review and rate us on iTunes, if you would. You know, a positive rating raises our profile. We like that. Of course, you're up. it's up to you. If you want to give us a positive rating, you don't have to. But we would appreciate it. Independent thing and share success. This is the best time. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 